go to the word of the Lord. I'm going to go to the book of Matthew, chapter number two. Praise God. Praise God. Tonight is going to be a great time together. And uh, <clears throat> if you normally don't go to Sunday night, I encourage you highly, highly, come be with us tonight in service. It's going to be our celebration of the Lord's birth tonight. And uh, there's just going to be a powerful move of the Spirit of God in here tonight. And uh, we're going to worship Him together, celebrate Him together tonight. And um, I'm looking forward to what the Lord is going to do and is going to say. Praise God. Matthew chapter 2, beginning with verse number 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. When he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. They said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, and thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him. Praise God. I want to preach this morning for just a few moments from this title, The Paradox of Pursuit. The paradox of pursuit. Can you lift your hands to the Lord and lift your voice to him this morning and let's love him together one more time. Can you lift your voice up to him? Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for your spirit this morning. We thank you for your word today. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us today. Hallelujah. Lord, you're a good God. We love you this morning. Praise God. Clap your hands unto the Lord and love him this morning. Praise God. You may be seated this morning. The paradox of pursuit. There is seemingly a contradiction in Scripture when it comes to the pursuit of God. Uh, and King Herod fellowships with or has time with the wise men as they begin to seek after the birth of the Lord Jesus. They're following the star that they see in the sky. There is uh, 
Some scholars say that it's possible that the wise men sought and followed the star for upwards to two years. That they pursued after him for upwards to two years. We don't know exactly the time frame, but we do know it was more than just a week or two or uh, an, an overnight thing. Um, very possibly these wise men watching the stars begin to see something different in the sky. And it was so intriguing to them. It was so different that they began to follow the star. And it took them on a long journey. And they, they come in contact with uh, King Herod. And you don't exactly get the ear of the king if you are just but a mere peasant or somebody of society that would, uh, that would not be, quote-unquote, important. These were probably very wealthy men, very uh, uh, intellectual, I'm sure, and uh, had a very uh, a reputation, I'm sure, that preceded them. But yet, in all of their wisdom and all of their knowledge and all of their studies, in everything that they knew, they saw something in the sky that caused them to pursue wherever this star was taking them. There was something within them that with all of their wisdom, their knowledge, their understanding, their education, their influence in society, there was something that they saw in the sky that captured their attention and that caused them to pursue after wherever this star was going. They, they we, we only know just small details, but they, they followed the star and it brings them, takes them on a journey and brings them in contact with King Herod. He makes a statement to them uh, and the statement was made because he had uh, intentions that were not positive, to say the least. But the way that he frames the statement to them is noteworthy, I believe, especially during this time of year. And is noteworthy for every individual in their pursuit of God. That is, he looks at them and says, the Bible says, and he sent them to Bethlehem. And said, go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him. It's almost as if he is saying what the, the, the heart of many people today say. And that is, I would like to worship him but I don't really want to pursue him. I'll let you do the searching and I'll enjoy the end result of the search. I'll come together and worship with you, but he's not worth the pursuit for my own self. And, and, and this, this is an ideology or a frame of mind that many people that set 
in church chairs or on church pews around the world echo the same sentiment as, I'll, I'll be willing to worship him and get to the good part, but I don't know if it's, if it's worth my time and energy and effort to, 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 to take the journey to find him. I'll let somebody else do the searching and somebody else watch the night sky. I'll let somebody else saddle up their, their horse and, and I'll let somebody else put provisions on the back of that horse and, and sleep God knows where for God knows how long it takes to find him. I'll let you do that. You do all of that and I'll show up at the good part. But I've come to preach to us this morning that you cannot worship God while bypassing the pursuit of him because it is the pursuit of God that is the worship of him. There's no way to worship him without seeking after him. There's no way to be a worshiper without taking the time and setting aside my schedule to say I've come to pursue him no matter how long it takes. It's not the good part that is the worship. It's the pursuit of God that is the worship of him when I find him. But what King Herod said that day was really the, the sentiment of many that want to get there once everybody is there and, and the atmosphere is created. I, I, I want to get there when it's easy. I want to get there when everybody has made it. I want to get there when the big crowd is there. But, but there were some wise men that were traveling the hillside looking for a child that was going to be born. They were, they were traveling all by themselves. There was nobody else with them. But, but in the dark of night or in the heat of the day, when they were uh, uh, traversing the, the, the terrain on their animals and as they were going through the process of, of following the star, I'm sure it got lonely on the journey. I'm sure they, they felt isolated at times and they were all by himself. But they just had this vision in mind there was something that they were going to find at the end of their pursuit and they pursued after the child the scholars uh, uh, tell us that in, and we envision uh, the nativity as though the, the, the wise men were there at the birth of Christ we don't know that for sure we know the shepherds were there but there's nothing that indicates to us that the wise men were necessarily there on the night of the birth of Jesus Christ or at the time of his birth he, they could have showed up a year or two later after his birth. We don't know all this for sure, but what we do know is that they pursued after him. They pursued him until they found him. And when they got to him, they had, uh, they had gifts for him. But it was the pursuit that took place over months and possibly even years that displayed their determination and their resolve to find the young child that would be born. I'm sorry, King Herod. You can't go and just worship him because you haven't sought for him. You can't send somebody out on an expedition and find Christ the Savior just because they went and found him. But you've got to go look for him yourself. And I've come to preach to us 
us this morning. I've come to preach to somebody that it's not about the atmosphere when you arrive suddenly at that place where he is. It's about the pursuit and the time that it took to get you from point A to point B. It's about the time and the pursuit that it took you to get from your house to his house. It's about the time that it took you to get from your original state to that place where Christ was found. It was about the pursuit of God. Oh, it's easier. Oh, yeah, it'd be a lot easier to say, hey, you go find him. And then when you found him, then I'll come and worship him. I'll go about living my life in the palace, having the finest food and, and being waited on by servants, having life as easy as I can have it. And I'll let you do the searching. I'm just going to remain comfortable. And then when you find him, I'll come and worship him. I've got news for you this morning. People that want other others to search for them, for him, for them, never get to truly worship him because it is the process of pursuit that takes you to the place where he is. It is, your, it is the process of pursuing God that you ultimately find him. It may take you a while. It may take a period of time. But if you seek, you shall find. If you ask, he will answer. If you knock, the door shall be opened unto you. I, I, I don't know where you are this morning, but I've, I've come to tell you this morning, don't pursue church. Pursue Jesus. If you pursue, pursue Jesus, you will find him. But it's easy to say, I'll let some get to church early and let the atmosphere be warm and then I'll come in and I'll enjoy the atmosphere. Well, I, I'm sorry to tell you, if that's your frame of mind, you've only pursued church. You haven't pursued Jesus because when you want to pursue Jesus, you'll pursue Jesus all by yourself. You'll seek for him if you're all alone because your heart cries out to find him. Pursuing church is, is, is empty. Pursuing church will leave you just in the same state that you were all along the way. But when you pursue Jesus, when there's something within you that says, I've got to get to him. I've got to get to Jesus. I've got to have an encounter with Jesus. I don't care who's there and I don't care who's not. I've come to worship Jesus. I've come to pursue Jesus. I've come to follow Jesus. I've come to get hold of Jesus. There may be others that say, hey, why don't you go find it and I'll come along later. I'm sorry, but you don't get the, the benefit of experiencing him when somebody else finds him. But when I say I'm going to pursue him, I'm going to seek after him. I'm going to follow after him that I'm going to find him. Would you lift up your hands right now to the Lord and lift your voice and just tell him that, Lord, I'm going to seek after you. I'm going to seek after you this morning. I'm going to seek after you tomorrow. I'm going to seek after you next week and the next week. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Travel wasn't easy 2,000 years ago. You didn't just, obviously, with the technology we have today and all of the modern conveniences of the 20th and 21st century, you can, you can, if you were in the land of Israel, you could drive from the south side of Israel to the north side of Israel in about two and a half hours. That's how big, how from north to south, it's only about 160, I believe 167 miles from the north side of Israel to the south, to the, from border to border. 
the, uh, the, the land that God gave them. It's not very big. The stories that you read in the Bible, uh, we live in the, in, the, in the nation that we live. I mean, the state of Illinois is, is a longer top to bottom than the land of Israel. It's not a very big place. It's not, it, it wouldn't take us very long to drive from, from the south end of, of the land of Israel to the north. But in that day, it, 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 to us, I mean, it, it might as, it, it almost a million miles. I mean, you can jump on a plane and get around the world pretty quick in a, in a matter of a few hours. You can go thousands of miles, but just to uh, 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 traverse 100 miles or, or 120, 30, 50 miles would, would take days and weeks upon end, and the conditions would, would not be favorable. They, they, it would be very difficult. It would be a very difficult journey, but the, but the, the star that they saw and, and the pursuit and the hunger in their life to follow after the star and to find the child uh, who would be the king of the Jews there. It didn't matter how hard the, 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 the journey was. Their heart cried out for where the star was taking them. And, and, and they followed after and they sought after the child. And they would eventually find him and bring him gifts and worship him. They didn't really realize it, maybe to the fullest extent. They came and they worshiped him. But the pursuit all, all along the way was also the, the, the main part of their worship of him. It was their desire to see him that caused them to move. It was their desire to find him that caused them to, to spring into action and not just a quote unquote in their heart worship him, but their desire to worship him caused them and moved them into action. And they pursued after, after, uh, after the Lord Jesus, but they didn't understand that at the same time maybe uh, uh, there's there's no way for them to possibly understand the divine plan of God at this point in time but what they didn't understand is while they were pursuing the child while they were pursuing Christ Jesus and they were following the star all along the way uh, 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 their heavenly father had been pursuing after them you see the desire in their heart to pursue after after the child was only placed in there because Jesus Christ was slain from the foundation of the world. There was a pursuit that had already begun long before the wise men saddled up their horses or their animals and, and, they, and they prepared for the journey. A long time before they began to follow the star, there was a prophecy about a young child in the book of Isaiah as the prophet Isaiah prophesied prophesied about Jesus Christ being born. What was that? That was the pursuit of God upon humanity. And while humanity began the short cycle of pursuing him, what they did not understand is a long, long, long time before then, God had already begun pursuing humanity. 
There was, there was, a, there was seemingly a, a contradiction. Was, were they pursuing God or was God pursuing them? Let me tell you that a long time before they began to follow the star, the God of heaven loved humanity so much that there was a plan for an ultimate sacrifice in the person of Jesus Christ. What was that? That was the pursuit of God after humanity. They thought they were following after him and pursuing after the child but what they did not know is the God of heaven was already pursuing after them the Bible says it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance you think that you come to God in repentance and pursue after him I've got news for you long before that thought crossed your mind he was pursuing after you he was pursuing after you he was following after you and desiring your attention and your love Jesus went to the cross he went to the cross knowing that people would reject his offer he went to the cross knowing that there would be people that would reject his sacrifice and his love. Yet he went to the cross anyway. He went there anyway. He didn't go to, the, to Calvary for just a small percentage of the world. He didn't go to Calvary just for those that would ultimately be saved. He went to Calvary for the entire world, knowing that a large amount of people would reject his, his sacrifice and would reject his love. They would reject his pursuit of them. This is what Jesus being born in a manger, in the, in the, in the lowest end of society in that day of time you know what that was that was God pursuing man that was God pursuing man God wanted to close the gap between him and humanity so much that he came in the person of Jesus Christ and that's why we celebrate his birth at this time of the year we are celebrating the pursuit that God has for humanity He wanted to be with us so much. He wanted to close the gap. He wanted to restore what was lost in the Garden of Eden. The Bible says the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. You and I are not a that. We are a they. That what he is talking about is the relationship that was lost when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. And there was perfect relationship in the garden of Eden. And that relationship was broken and there could no longer be relationship and fellowship with God and humanity. But there was sin in the way. And the birth of Jesus that we celebrate that the birth of Jesus to Mary and to Joseph that we celebrate in this time of the year is the celebration that God loved me so much that he pursued after me these wise men thought that they had a special clue in the sky and that they were ahead of what was going on in the times I'm sure that in all of their wisdom and understanding and knowledge of what they studied they thought that they had a leg up they thought thought that they were ahead of everybody else and to many of society they were but they were not ahead of God they were not ahead of his plan because he had been pursuing them long before they saw the star begin to move God had been pursuing them long before they saw a change in the night sky they were, God was pursuing them a long time before they had any idea 
before they had any idea that the star meant anything. Long before one of those wise men looked up into the sky and noticed something moving. Long before their pursuit began, God had already begun pursuing them. He began pursuing humanity. John chapter 4, verse number 21. It says, Jesus, Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The pursuit of mankind can never ever even begin to compare to the pursuit of our God for humanity. No matter how long we seek and how long we search, no matter how much energy and effort we put into the pursuit, it will never ever begin to compare to how much our heavenly father seeks after humanity. You know what he is seeking after you know what he is pursuing after here it is he's pursuing after a pursuer that's literally what the Bible is saying. He is seeking after somebody that will seek after him. Not somebody that's bored with God. Not somebody that's tired with him. Or not somebody that's more interested in other things. But God is seeking a worshiper. He's seeking somebody like these wise men that will put everything to the side and say, I've got to find him. I've got to find him. I've got to find him today. Somebody lift up your hands and lift up your voice this morning and tell the Lord that. Lord, I've got to find you come on let him know that this morning God I've got to find you I'm still going to seek after you I'm still going to pursue after you Hallelujah. Come on, let's talk to him right now for a moment. Let's not just pass it by. I wonder if somebody lift your voice right now and just seek after him for a moment. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm not, I'm not glad enough just to come to church. I've got to find you, Jesus. I'm not glad with just coming to church. I've got to find and I've got to experience Jesus for myself. Hallelujah. paradox of the pursuit the seeming contradiction well what is it there is a collision of pursuers that happens at an altar of repentance it's when one pursuer meets another that's, that's, that's what the miracle of salvation is. That, that's what happens when somebody repents of their sin and, and is baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sin and receives the gift of the Holy Ghost. Salvation is when one pursuer has a collision with the ultimate pursuer. 
You see, while you didn't maybe understand it, God was pursuing after you, and you did not even know it. These wise men began to pursue after the child. They began to follow the star. They were in pursuit of something, not knowing the full nature of our precious God that loved them so much that he put it in their heart to pursue after him. You, you, we used to sing the song, uh, uh, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Well, I understand what somebody was trying to say, but the Bible tells us that nobody can even say that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. That God has to put something in your spirit. There's got to be something within me that begins to pursue after him. What is that? That is the pursuer placing it within my spirit to pursue after him. And he leaves it up to me. He leaves the ball in my court and says, now I put it in your spirit. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to seek until you find? Are you going to pursue until you discover me? Or are you going to cast it aside and neglect it and brush it to the side and say, well, I'll find something that I can find quickly. Herod just wanted it here and now. I'll let you do the seeking and I'll enjoy the finding. But it doesn't work that way with God. Doesn't matter how much my father, my grandfather, my great grandfather, my great great grandfather, I could go back however far. It doesn't matter who in my family has pursued after God. There comes a time where I've got to pursue after Him for myself. They may have found Him, but just because they found Him doesn't mean I can worship Him in the degree that they do because they pursued after Him in a way that only they did. But I'm afraid we live in a generation that wants somebody else to find him so they can go and worship him but it doesn't work that way it doesn't matter how hard the wind blows north is still north south is still south east is still east and west is still west it doesn't matter what society says it doesn't matter how loud they scream the truth is still the truth no matter who believes it and the truth is as you do not find him until you seek for him for yourself The upper room on the day of Pentecost, it was 120 pursuers. And there was a collision in the spirit with the ultimate pursuer, the ultimate lover of their soul. And what was the result that happened? They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. I'm here to tell you this morning that while your thoughts may have been a million miles away, the reason that you're here this morning is because there is a pursuer named Jesus Christ that was pursuing after you when you did not even realize that he existed, when you did not even realize that he loved you with an everlasting love his thoughts were before you his thoughts were upon you and he gave his life for you thousands of years ago before you were ever born before you ever conceived there is a God that loved you and that pursued after you because he wanted to save you because he wanted to fill you with his spirit a long long time ago and while we live in this time of uh, this space of time in our life we can consider 10, 20, 30, 40 years a long time 50, 60, 70 years a lifetime a long time but it pales in comparison to the long amount of time that our God has pursued after humanity 
And while we live in just this short window of time, just this very, it's just, it's not even a blip on the radar of human history. The Bible says, what is your life? It is even a vapor. It is here today and it's gone the next day. And that's why Satan, if he lies to humanity and tells us that we've got time, it is one of the, it is one of the, the most bought lies of society or of people that know, have knowledge of God and yet reject him. There's the thought, oh, I've got time to get it right. I've got time. But we just have this small frame of time in eternity. And when somebody receives Bible salvation, that is the result of a collision of one pursuer finding the other pursuer. You see, you can't fool God. You can't fool the spirit world. God knows. Nobody receives the Holy Ghost accidentally. Nobody receives the Holy Ghost while trying to, trying to fool God or playing games. But when somebody truly repents, what is repentance? Repentance is turning away from my old life and turning a 180 degree turn and about face towards God. At that moment, you have begun to be a pursuer of God. And in that moment, that's all it takes for the God of the universe to look at you and say, I found him. I found a worshiper. I found somebody that turned away from, from sin and began to pursue me. That's what a worshiper is. A worshiper is somebody that dies out to themselves and, and, and puts their self on the altar and says, my will will die and his will will live. That's when a, an individual becomes a pursuer of God, a worshiper, a pursuer of the things of God. And in that moment, your life can be changed as the God of heaven will, will, will have a collision with somebody that has begun to pursue him the ultimate pursuer the lover of my soul will fill you with his spirit and will baptize you in his name and your life can be changed he's still seeking worshipers he's seeking worshipers he's not seeking onlookers he's not seeking spectators there's going to be plenty of those. That's what Herod was. Herod got a good kick out of the show. He probably admired the wisdom that they had. He probably admired their knowledge and their understanding and their expertise and their knowledge of the stars, their knowledge and expertise of astronomy. Oh, yeah, I got a good kick out of it. But he wasn't a worshiper. He was just an onlooker. He was just a spectator. Hey, you go find him, and I'll be there for the show and for the good times. But he never, he never saw, he never, the, the, the wise men, when the Bible says when they left, Jesus they went back another way the God the Lord put it in their heart to, to just bypass him but still today God is seeking a worshiper you may have had questions and may have been seeking God I know there's more Lord I want to find you I want to find more of you 
in this short life that we live, we can pursue him all our life and God can reveal himself to us and he can show us things and he can open our understanding to things about him that we never saw before. But in a full life, I can never plumb the depths of everything that God is because he's been pursuing me longer than I could ever pursue him. I only have a short window of time in this life to pursue him. And if I did it every day of my life from day one to the end of my life, it would never compare to the pursuit of God to humanity. Stand with me this morning. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, you can have every sin that you've ever committed washed away. There's one thing that you must do in order to receive what God has for you and that is to repent. The moment that you repent and you tell God and you mean it in your heart, God, I'm going to turn from sin and I'm going to turn towards you. I'm going to turn from sin and I'm going to turn towards you and I'm going to live how you want me to live. In that moment when you become a pursuer of God, there can be a collision between the God of heaven and a human being that he created that simply began to pursue him. Would you gather with me around this altar this morning? Hallelujah. He's still seeking worshipers. He's not seeking onlookers and spectators. He's still combing throughout the earth. He's looking for a worshiper. He's looking for somebody that will worship him in spirit and in truth. Not in just the letter of the law and not just in their inward self only, but 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 both with their with their with their life, with their lifestyle, with their with their voice raised and lifted. Would you lift up your voice this morning and would you lift up your worship to him all over this house today? Hallelujah. He's seeking worship worshipers today. He's seeking worshipers today. Oh, hallelujah. There can be a, 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 a supernatural collision with your spirit this morning between the God of heaven and your spirit today. Hallelujah. Oh Lord, we've come to worship you. We've come to worship you. We've come to worship you. Lord, we're pursuing after you. I'm not going to let somebody else do the pursuing, but God, I'm going to seek after you. I'm not going to let somebody search for you, but God, I'm going to search for you. I'm not going to let somebody else do the finding. God, I'm going to seek after you.
just want you I 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 just want you Just one. 